Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time. Your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The following ad is sponsored by Pets Best Insurance Services. Pets come into our lives in many ways, shelters, breeders, or unexpected encounters. But no matter how you found your pet, they become our perfect match. Unfortunately, finding the right pet insurance plan can be hard. That's where Pets Best comes in. With a little information about you and your pet, Pets Best will recommend a plan that meets your needs and budget. Visit PetsBest.com to learn more today. Your perfect pet deserves the perfect coverage. PetsBest.com. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. Taking a walk. I remember we were walking down the street and we had been told that WABC Cousin Brucey, we were told he was going to play it between six and eight. And it came on, you know. And oh, man, you know, I'll tell you what, there was nothing like it. There's still nothing like it. First time, second time, 10,000 times. This is the Taking a Walk podcast, where your host, Buzz Knight, talks to music insiders about their career and their love of all things music. On this episode, we have another of a long line of Hall of Famers, singer-songwriter Felix Cavaliere, known for a slew of hits from the Rascals, Groovin', A Beautiful Morning, Lonely Too Long, People Gotta Be Free, and so many more. Felix is here to talk music history and his new album, Then and Now, next with Buzz Knight on Taking a Walk. Well, Felix, it's so good to uh, see you again. It's been a long time, my friend. How are you? I'm okay. I mean, it's great to see you. You know, we had a lot of lot of fond memories and some crazy ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into all of them, um, but I want to talk first a little bit about the new project, and then we'll come back sure. and uh, sure. talk a little bit more about your touring and uh, future things. So uh, tell me about how the new project came to be and, and uh, how you feel about it. Well, you know, I, I came up with an idea, you know, my manager and uh, my guitar player who helps me with the producing and he's done a great job. He says, man, why don't, why don't we do five old songs that influenced you? Re-record them, write five new songs, show that kind of like, you know, uh, influence. So we started, 
you know, we, we got the guys together. I got a great band. I mean, that's one of the nice things about living in Nashville. The musicians down here are fantastic. You know, they've all moved here because there's work. You know, there's plenty of demo work. There's plenty of recording work. So we started. We go into a studio. We start cutting tracks. And all of a sudden, the pandemic. Oh, boy. So we got kind of locked up for a while. So we said, okay, well, what are we going to do? Ah, modern technology. We got these computers now. We can do it actually at home. Said, okay, let's go. So we started doing it at home and we had a ball. I mean, seriously, because first of all, you know, the people that I work with, my band, I mean, they're the greatest guys in the world. So they're easy to work with. Everybody's pleasant, you know, and this is the kind of community is down here in Nashville. Everybody uh, has some sort of a recording studio in their homes. You know, some have very, very magnificent ones. Some have just a computer, you know, and some have, you know, like, you know, middle of the road, which is kind of what I do. I like to do my demos at home. So we did it. That's basically the story. How difficult was it for someone who loves being on the road to not be on the road during the uh, the pandemic period? Well, if you ask if you ask the wives, they'll tell you how difficult it was. You know, we're, uh, you know, uh, I mean, Ringo was just down here. You know, Ringo, Ringo has been on the road uh, actually longer than I have been on the road. Uh, he's still doing it, you know, and 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 basically I, I have always felt that there's a, there's a tremendous kind of like, uh, uh, it's just a re the receiving of people's accolades and love and and, and their ears listening if you don't have that, it really is something missing, you know, and um, it may have something to do with your ego, probably, but we love what we do, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, most of the people I know, the old older artists, they, they'll tell you the same thing. I mean, it must have been like cutting off your right arm, not being out there, right? I mean, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's really interesting because, like, you know, I moved I moved down here to Tennessee to Nashville because of the music business, primarily the writing aspect of it. You know, this place is very well uh, versed in uh, songwriting. It is, I believe, the songwriting capital right now uh, of the world. You know, uh, with the exception of certainly Europe, where they're making some great great records. Um, but uh, all of us kind of really felt it, you know. But, but if, if you have to stop your creativity and your touring, there'd be a lot of trouble, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of problems. Well, and then the other part, which everybody experienced, was certainly the absence of human connection during this period, you know. Right. No, it was difficult. I mean, uh, you know, for uh, for the whole planet. I mean, it's not just America, but for musicians, our business really suffered uh, a lot. Uh, like restaurants did, for example. You know, for example, a lot of the places who, uh, you know, had personnel, uh, the personnel left. You know, the crews left, the drivers left, the road managers left, the sound people left. You know the clubs uh, and 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 they they had to they, they had to pay their rent, so a lot of them closed. The booking agents, a lot of them, lost their agents because the the young people were not on any kind of commission or salaries. You know, there's no work. 
it was a tough period, you know, and, and the government helped out. No question about that. Thank goodness they helped out. And uh, I think, you know, like I say, besides the lack of human, uh, uh, you know, kind of like uh, relationships, uh, you know, you, you're cooped up, man. You know, I, I had a tough time health wise. Uh, not, not because of the COVID so much as the lack of exercise and the lack of, you know, getting out and doing something, you know, and that, I mean, that's the worst thing you could do is just sit down all day and do nothing. And, and, and for a while there, I was really, I was really in trouble. So since the podcast is called taking a walk, and even though we're virtual, do you take a walk <laughs> from time to time to free your brain and clear the air? Well, uh, basically, you know, uh, what I what I did is I, I I found this this gym around here that has a, a, had a swimming pool, so I swim, you know, and and the swimming really, 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 really helped me with the you know with my physical, and uh, with my uh, you know like exercise, my aerobics, you know. I got involved many, many years ago when we knew each other from the past with a with a guru and I studied yoga and I still do my yoga, you know. So between that and the gym, uh, I, 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 I really I really was able to make it, you know. Well, let's talk about the you're talking about the Maharish, right? No, no, uh, Swami uh, Swami Satchidananda was was my teacher. Uh, Maharishi was a, gu a guru to the Beatles. Yeah. But you ran into the Maharishi. Oh, I too, did at one time. Yeah, I, I met him actually on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what did your um, master Teacher. teach you during yeah. the pandemic that was a takeaway that was valuable <sighs> to be healthy? Well, unfortunately, he, he was not physically present. He had passed. But you know what? What they teach you uh, uh, basically is uh, threefold. It's a it's a a physical. You know they have the exercises, which is what, is which is what most people think is yoga. I mean that's one aspect. So physical, mental, and spiritual health. You know, I mean seriously, we learn about diet. You know, the different types of diet. But not just for like losing weight or something like that. You learn you, you learn the properties of different diets, you know. And what what do I mean by that? I mean, you know, uh, if you want a temperament that's very active, that's very kind of like fiery, have alcohol and meat. Very simple spices. Look at the look at the countries that eat that way. And da 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 da. You know. <laughs> If you want a, a a kind of lethargic type of uh, uh, almost like a, after a big Thanksgiving dinner, uh, uh, look at the, you eat a lot of cheeses and stuff like that, and you get like really, oh man, I can hardly wait to move my arm, you know. But the spiritual uh, uh, diet is is more of like a vegetarian type of leafy, you know, like lettucey, beanie, you know what I'm saying? And, and so you learn, okay, so that's the physical part. As far as the mental part, well, being a musician for all these years, you know, a lot of people don't realize, no, nobody tells us what time to get up in the morning or, you know, what to do, or you got to be self-disciplined to be a musician. And, 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 and if you're not, you're going to miss the boat. 
you know, I mean, seriously. So uh, the 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 fact that you got to get up and do exercises, or you got to get up and do meditation, not only helps you with your mind and your body, but it helps you with your spirit, and it also helps you with your willpower, and and so all of these things. Once you study with someone, they stick. So you do them regardless if they're here or not. It never left you. I, you know, it really never left me, man. Because, like, first of all, I I loved him so much. I mean, he was a great man. Uh, besides his teachings, he was a lot of fun to be around. You know, when you meet somebody that's really got like tremendous uh, knowledge or wisdom, you know, uh, it's it's really nice. So uh, yeah, when you learn, uh, you learn. You know, and I learned. You know, I, I learned, and and so I I, I continue to do it. You know, uh, it's a lot easier when you're in a community. You know, and you're with a bunch of people, you know, like a minion or something like that. And you can, you know, have meetings and, you know, stuff like that. But Nashville really eh, that doesn't really do much yoga. You know, they they got different things that they do here. But uh, so I do it by myself and I've got some friends and, of course, my family. So do you remember the first time you knew you'd be hooked on music your entire life? Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, you know, like I say, I was a class, I was studying classical music at the time, you know, and, you know, I was like really young. And basically, you know, my mom wanted me to, uh, to be a classical pianist, if I was going to do anything in music, you know. Uh, and, and, and what happened is, uh, you know, like you, you have, obviously, lessons, very strict lessons, you know, and that kind of, uh, that kind of bothered me, because, I kind of felt like being creative. But every time I would do something that was not on the written page, the teacher would smash my hands, you know. <laughs> Listen, if if Schubert wanted you to do that, he'd have written it. You understand? Play it like it's written. So I had this kind of desire to do something, you know. Uh, and what that led to was like... Uh, uh, practice time that instead of like doing the lessons i would just go into this creative place you know and the creative place is what every where everyone goes when they're writing a song or they're writing music and i i really got to like it so hooked is the right word yeah i really got to like it in other words i'm going to disappear over here for an hour an hour and a half i'll be right back you know <laughs> Do you remember the first time you heard one of your songs on the radio? Oh, absolutely. 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 We, the band, the Rascal Guys, uh, we had uh, been, well, we, we were, of course, we were, well, actually, the first time I heard a Rascal song, I, I remember with the Rascals. Prior to that, I was at Syracuse, you know, a university, and I did a single up there, you know, called The Syracuse. And I remember that vividly also. Yeah, because there was a local guy who signed me up and uh, screwed me over, and, you know, <laughs> but I did a song uh, called The Syracuse. But with the band, I remember we were walking down the street and we had been told that WABC Cousin Brucey, who's a dear friend, you know, I like to hang around with DJs, you know, you guys are great. And uh, we were told he was going to play it between six and eight, you know, uh, on 77 ABC. So we had a little, you know, transistor radio, you know, and we're walking, I think we were on like a street in New York City. We were living there and it came on. 
you know? And, oh, man, you know, I'll tell you what, there was nothing like it. There's still nothing like it. First time, second time, 10,000th time. You know, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm in a place, and, and all of a sudden somebody plays one of the songs. Most people don't know that's me. You know what I'm saying? It's been so long. And we were before MTV, you know, so uh, people who really don't know our faces as much as they know others. It's still a thrill. It, it really is. It brings back all memories. Oh, God, I remember that. And, oh, man, I remember that. And, you know, it brings a little sadness, too, because, you know, we lost our drummer, you know. But uh, it's a gas. How does it make you feel that so many people, me included, often wake up and you're trying to start the day with some positivity, and then you suddenly think, oh, my God, what's going through my head? A beautiful morning by the rascals. Holy smokes. How does hey, that make uh, you feel that there's a population to oh, this day great. that thinks that way? I think it's great. You know, I, I uh, you know, when I wrote the song, we were out in Hawaii, you know, which was a stronghold for us, you know, really, really, uh, we were very important in Hawaii. And, uh, you know, at the time, I, I we had a number one record, we were just coming off grooving. And, you know, I had a beautiful girlfriend and the sun was shining. I said, this is what I got to write about today. Oh, yeah. And I had a friend who went to Notre Dame, and he told me that on his way to school, to college every day, if he heard that, he didn't go. <laughs> he kept on driving yeah <laughs> that's so amazing my god yeah it's a good feeling we'll be right back with more of the taking a walk podcast witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. 
You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome back to the Taking a Walk podcast. Do you sing around the house? Uh, not as a rule. No, I, I mean, I, I kind of like uh, save it for my uh, my studio and stuff like that, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't know why, but, uh, you know, but it, what happens is, and, and, you know, my wife really freaks out because we have ears to listen, you know. And like when I'm in a, a store or something and, and I hear, you know, sometimes they have these great stations on, you know. I, I plant myself under the speaker. I just. Says, oh man, and she just laughs, you know, because you know the music that we grew up on, and uh, you know, uh, it it it's just amazing music, you know. And so when I hear, like, you know, man, that's Wilson Pickett up there, man. Wow, are you kidding me, man? I mean, that's the, I mean, wow, you know. In other words, it's still with you, you know. And I think that our generations uh, really have that. You know, we really love what we had in those days in our in our uh, in in our little boxes. You know, so I got a question from one of the listeners of the podcast, Diane, who uh, lives in Phoenix, Arizona. She wanted me to ask you to uh, uh, recall the first time you met the gents from Liverpool, known as the Beatles. Oh, sure, yeah. Well, the story is very simple. I mean, I was I was was a college student at Syracuse, and I started a band up there, and we got a summer job at the Rolly Hotel in the Catskills. I loved it. I was having so much fun. Every weekend there would be a a so-called star or you know band or group or comedian come in well one one weekend joey d and the starlighters came in okay little did i know that it was going to change my entire planet (laughs) so they saw me they left at the end of the summer i thought i was going back to school instead i got a phone call that said joey's organ player had quit had gotten married, missed his, his wife, and they were in Europe. And they needed an organ player. Would I be interested? Well, I had to ask my dad, of course. I mean, I say, Dad, what do you think? 
You know, what do you think? Should I go over there? You know, should I go? And he was kind of overwhelmed by not not because of anything except for the fact that I was working in a major hotel, you know, and I was really actually making 60 bucks a week, really actually making $60 for the whole week. And uh, he said, well, why don't you go try check, check it out? I mean, take a year off, see what happens, which I will always be thankful for because, you know, it's a long shot. Oh, I go over, I fly over. I'm in Frankfurt, Germany, and there's this group that's opening up for Joey D. And we had never heard of him, of uh, them. They call the Beatles. Everybody's screaming and making noise. And, and, and I said, wow, what is this? Oh, that's the Beatles. They're going to be big. They're going to be big. So I remember listening, you know. And I've told this story so many times, but when they played American songs, I said, oh, okay, what's the big deal? You know, I mean, they're all right, you know. But when they did their songs, which was kind of unique because nobody really did their own songs in those days. Bob Dylan did. But the clubs frowned on you doing your own songs. You you do covers or you don't, you don't work. But when they did their own songs, it was really magical, you know. I mean, I remember, you know, like, oh, I get you something. And wow, that's cool, man. You know, it's very different. Their beats, the way their rhythm. And I and I said to myself, I said, you know, I think I could do this. But meeting Beatles was not easy because they, they were just swamped with people. I mean, you 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 could very you couldn't get very close, you know. Uh so over the years I did I did get to know, uh, as a matter of fact, every one of them uh to a degree. Uh John, uh, John was the most distant you know because see john couldn't see it too well so he'd go like this all the time man you know he'd look at you like this he'd say well he don't like me you know what i'm saying and yeah and he also was a tough guy you know what i'm saying but uh <clears throat> george i got to know the best and that's because of his interest in in uh, yoga as well ringo i toured with and paul you know i've had so much to, uh i have so much respect for him his music is Par excellence. Uh, there's there's only two people. I mean, maybe three with Elton John, Bob Dylan, Paul McCartney, Paul Simon. Those are the guys. Billy Joel. So I got to know him, but it's very difficult to know a Beatle. Be Beatles are they're from outer space. You know, they're not normal people. You know, <laughs> they're aliens for sure. <laughs> outer space. Well, they're, they're they're aliens. They 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 landed here somehow. I don't know how. Well, yeah. what about those aliens, the Rolling Stones? What was your first encounter with yeah. them? Well, we got to know them, you know, a little bit. Uh, you know, we got to know. I remember Brian. You know, uh, they were tough. You know, they were tough. We were over in England, uh, and we got invited to a session, and uh, they were different. You know, very different. Uh, but the thing that that will always impress me about the Stones is, is their intelligence. I mean, uh, they're very, very smart people. And that's been proven by their longevity and uh, their, the fact that they're in the Fortune 500. Uh, you know, mo most of us, uh, seriously, without a manager, a good manager, a smart manager, an honest manager, I don't care how good we are. We, we really don't have a chance. The groups that are legendary, they've had good managers, every single one of them. You know, the Stones pretty much had had the brains to do it themselves. Yeah, they had some help. You know, I mean, no question about it. They had people that came in. and But for the most part, these fellas, they knew what they were doing. 
well, let's see. Like the Beatles are the nice guys. We're going to be the bad guys. Beatles are the guys that dress up nice and neat. And we're going to dress up like hippies, slob, whatever you want to call it. How smart is that? That's that's what we call business marketing savvy. I have a lot of respect for that, man. You know, a lot of respect. Because, uh, you know, a lot of musicians are, are really not smart. You know, I mean, they're great musicians, but they don't see reality. And reality is important <laughs> when you're walking across the street, you know. <laughs> oh, there's a car. Yeah. Pay attention, dude. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So uh, I have a lot of respect for them. You know, uh, Bill, Bill Wyman, I believe was his name. He, he was the most friendly, you know. And uh, poor Brian, man, he was he was just looped, man. He was too high. It wasn't healthy, you know. And now I've got a dear friend who's taking Charlie's place, Charlie, uh, uh, the drummer, Steve Jordan. Uh, so we've got a link. We've got a little link over there with those guys. Who partied harder, the Stones or the Beatles? <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, if, if you look at the at, at the way it was exposed to the media, you've got to say the, the Stones. But I don't believe it. <laughs> I remember you told me about encountering the great Jimi Hendrix. Can you oh, yeah. reflect on how special he was? Well, I'll tell you, I, I just came across a uh, a video. Uh, I, I think there's there's a British magazine called Sound uh, and uh, on Sound. Uh, it's it's like a, you know, a, it's it's all about gear. Uh, they put out a. a, a a cameo of the historic meeting when Jimmy went to England and all those guys, those Jeff Becks and those Jimmy pages and those Eric Clapton's heard him. And it's law. It, it's recorded live. I'm going to send you that man. because let me tell you something. Wow. This guy blew their minds. I mean, literally, and you could see it because one guy started crying. I mean, because he was so good. He was so amazingly adept that, you know, there was nothing you could say. You know, I think it was Cream was on stage and he, they, he he asked to sit in, you know, and he sat in and it was like, oh my God, <laughs> what just happened up there? Huh? Was that Thor, the god of lightning that just came on the stage? <laughs> the god of thunder? Yeah, he, he was a really soft and gentle guy, believe it or not. It's like, you know, when he put that that uh, instrument in his hand, it was it was a different, different uh, being that was out there. But he was a real soft-spoken guy, a little shy. Um, uh, you know, of course, his life was not the most pleasant life growing up, so he... Uh, he, he he had a tough time, but the music, of course, brought everything out that he had. Uh, but he, but he he was a very giving guy. Uh, you know, a, a lot of a lot of musicians, especially guitarists, they won't show you how to play that. They won't show you this is how I do this. You know, I mean, some will, like Joe Bonamassa, who's a good friend. He's a great great man. But a lot of guys say, "No, oh, this is my thing, man." You know, he'd show you because you couldn't do it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't do it anyway. And uh, you did mention Bob Dylan. I got to ask about your encounters with Bob. And then how do, how do you reflect on 
where he's at at this phase of his life as a, you know, prolific road warrior as well. Well, Bob, Bob Dylan, you know, I mean, as far as meeting Bob Dylan, that was another like uh, space alien that came to the planet because, you know, he's very, very different. You know, uh, he came to see us uh, when we were working in New York City because we did a, one of his songs, Like a Rolling Stone, you know. A lot of the people that I know here in Nashville uh, have been in his bands, you know, and um, it, you just can't say enough about the talent that this man has. I mean, it, 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 there's, his songs are just, I mean, well, he won the Nobel Prize, didn't he? I mean, it's, yes. I mean, what musician, so who, who wins Nobel Prizes, you know, scientists, you know? So that speaks for itself. He, he's just amazing. And a friend of mine just went to see him uh, in New York City. He, he did a stint, I think it was at the Beacon. And he's not playing piano. And I hear he's playing it great. Uh, so, I, I, I mean, he's not a singer, obviously, but nobody seems to care that he can't sing, man, because he sure can write. Phenomenal. One of the best that ever lived in the music industry. For, For sure. sure. Yeah, no doubt. So um, you remember that horrible afternoon I invited you to come play softball yeah, with I the uh, I-95 softball yeah. team? Do you, do you remember what a terrible throw I uh, uh, threw to you and you ended up in the emergency room as a result of my bad no, arm. No, it wasn't that. <laughs> no, basically I had the wrong shoes on. In other words, it was, if you remember, it was like raining a little bit and I didn't have cleats. So my foot slipped. And then when it caught, you know, it, 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 it broke the ankle, but it had nothing to do with that. I just, I, you're supposed to have the right shoes on when you play ball, you know, and uh, I didn't. I slid on the grass. Yeah, I, I always loved sports, you know, but it's a good thing I know music, you know what I'm saying? Because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, it was it was fun. We had a good time up there in Connecticut. You know, I, I uh, have no more. I, I still have friends up there, but I, I, I only get up there when I when I work at the Ridgefield Playhouse. Oh, there you go. You know, which is always fun. Always fun. Yeah, see, I think the story was, I'm a terrible thrower and you had to sort of do something awkward and thereby twist your ankle from my bad throwing arm. No, I, I remember because it, I, I was going forward and my, my right, my left foot just slid on the grass and then it stopped. And when it stopped because of the dry grass, I tell people the story. I say, you know, uh, Felix is such a great guy. He became friendly. <laughs> but he and can't I catch. ended up. <laughs> I ended up taking him to the emergency room in Bridgeport where for like three hours, I think we waited for uh, yeah. a doctor. Nothing new, right? Oh my God. No, I, I, I mean, like I, it, hey, it happens, man. What are you going to do? You know, I used to play. I up. apologize. Uh, if I haven't apologized, I apologize. Oh, please. You know, like I say, get me some cleats. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So talk about um, your, you have, you know, your your daughters, obviously, yeah. but one daughter in particular has a recording career, correct? Well, not really a career. I mean, she she has a desire to sing, and she she also has a family and kids. So uh, she 
you know, is trying to combine the two uh, to a degree. And, uh, you know, raising kids is a career. I mean, you know, whether we like it or not, man, there's no time for a career. But I, I, I'm, I did a duet with her on one album. I want to do some more with her. But uh, I, I think basically she's just, uh, you know, like uh, really anxious to make records, make music, and, and, and just maybe not get out there so much, you know, just do it. That's Aria. What do you, Aria Cavalier? Yeah. And uh, what do you make of the state of the music business now? State of confusion. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we we could talk for a long time about the changes in our industry here, you know. But, um, you know, when it first became lucrative uh, was, I believe, when Zeppelin was around. You know, Zeppelin, uh, uh, when when Atlantic became Warner Brothers and now the entire world was able to purchase your album, you know. See, when we were on Atlantic, every country in, 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 in the world had a different record company. In other words, we were Atlantic in the U.S., but in, in Britain, we were Barclays. In France, we were. So it was impossible. So when that happened, now, okay, and now, now you've got this thing, you know, basically that used to be called LPs, you know. Well, an LP makes some serious money, especially internationally, you know. And then along come this guy up in Northeastern University up there, and he creates this way you can stream. And then this humongous company called Apple says, well, we can do that. We're going to call it iTunes, and you're going to pay 99 cents. Okay. Album was what? 1999? 99 cents. So let's see, what am I taking home? 35 cents? Hmm. Business changed. Not only did the business change, then we got Spotify and we got Tidal and we've got Apple Music. We got Google. We got YouTube. Hmm. Hello. Can anybody see me? No. So in other words, I what was I reading about this humongous hit that had about 2 million, maybe 3 million streams, and they made like $20,000. So our business really took a, a beating in terms of like what we used to earn, you know, songwriters, publishers, and artists. So now it becomes, okay, well, we're going to go on the road. Because if we go on the road, we get paid. Actually get paid. What a, what a concept. You know what I'm saying? Whereas, unless you're, you know, Beyonce or Taylor Swift or Drake or one of these people, you're not really getting big numbers anymore from the streaming. You know, and if you are, you've cut some sort of a deal that I don't know about. So it, it's really changed and then as far as the music is concerned, and we could talk for hours about that, now you have a situation where there may be four or five writers on a song. I mean, seriously, the, 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 the people who do the programming, because everything pretty much is done on a computer, ultimately, if it's, if it's started in a recording studio, it's going to end up on, a, on, on somebody's box somewhere. They get cut in. The people who do the drums which are very important in many records, they get cut in. Okay, so now I got five people cutting into nothing. <laughs> so 
It's very different. And uh, then we've got the machines that, you know, as I say, you know, they 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 came in, they they do very well for us, but they've changed. I mean, you know, you don't even know how have to play an instrument to to make a record now. I mean, you could sample, take this thing and put it in. Oh, what a great drum track. Did you play it? No. Did anybody you know play it? No. <laughs> but there it is. It's rolled right into your, they call them DAWs, DAWs, you know, Logic, Pro Tools, et cetera. Okay. Oh, look at this keyboard part. Wow. I like that. Let me put that in. I didn't play that either. You know? Right. It's amazing. It's, so it's like doing a collage of music when you make a, a you can make a music, you know, in your home uh, and you don't have to play an instrument. Oh, I don't sing too well. Oh, don't worry about that. I'll tune you up. I got this thing called auto tune. Oh, man, no problem. See? Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Now we got an AI. It's a good thing I, I had my record <laughs> Because that's pretty interesting, and and you know a lot of people have opinions about AI. You know, I I think it's the big thing right now. You know, uh, I I I like to go back to my my teacher, my guru, and uh, uh, when someone would ask him a question in the old days, they were asking, well, what do you, what do you think about you know, good and bad? He said, well, take electricity. He said, if you plug an iron in, it's good. If you plug your finger in, it's bad. You know. <laughs> And that's the way I look at AI. But I, I, I mean, it, it, it's just really interesting what's out there now. And uh, I say interesting because, you know, it's difficult as a classical trained musician. And most of the people, you know, you have some sort of training. Try to figure out what the hell they're doing here. You know, it's like, well, I got three words. I just wrote the whole song. <laughs> Wait a minute, you got a second part? Nope. <laughs> so, so what I do, and I'm a big uh, you know Spotify listener, Apple Music listener. I'll be I'll be honest. I love the fact that I can pick up this little box and listen to anything, anything all over the world. Because I lost my music collection in a fire, and I had a fantastic music collection. I've been tuning into. Um, uh, uh, international music mostly, uh, and I think if if you know, I'm sure a lot of the younger people uh, they listen to Ed Sheeran and people like that. They've been listening to a lot of international music also, because they're doing these these collaborations with these people from Nigeria. Uh, there's a guy by the name of Burna Boy that if you don't know, you should know because he's phenomenal. Well, Ed Sheeran knows him, and all those people, Drake knows him. They all know that there's some phenomenal music overseas. Phenomenal. And and I and I kind of tune into that. You know, when I'm in the gym working out, I, I play that because the rhythms are so fantastic. Don't really understand the lyrics, but, you know, you don't really have to. It's it, It's just great. So anyway, long answer to a short question. Music today is really, really, really different. Really different. So 2024, you'll be out on the road a lot, I'm guessing. I hope so. You know, I hope to get back. I mean, I, I've got the greatest bunch of guys in the world uh, in my band because, you know, they're, they, they're really patient waiting for, you know, like us to get back to work, you know. Uh, uh, a lot of times you lose your band if you're not working. You know, and, and I'm really blessed to have these guys because not only are they great musicians, they're great human beings, you know. So last question, Felix, if you could play with someone 
either living or dead that you have not played with either in a studio or in a live setting, who would that be? Wow. That's a really good question, you know, because there's so many, you know, I don't know. I I think uh, I'd like to try Otis Redding, (laughs) you know. Yeah, because, uh, you know, we got to know those uh, those guys over at Atlantic Records, you know, like, uh, and Otis was, first of all, one of the coolest guys you ever want to meet, man. He had this great sense of humor, and man, was he good. You know, uh, you know, when people uh, like he, like him, uh, take a song, uh, like, for example, uh, Try a Little Tenderness, you know, and they put a stamp on it that everybody thinks it's theirs, that means they're pretty darn good, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, you know, so many people have recorded it. He did that often, you know, and he was taken from us too soon, you know. So I got to say, he's one of the one of the guys I'd love to yeah, just sit in with if I could. Oh, that's so special. And you're so special. It's so great to reconnect with you. Um, yeah, Buzz, it's great to see you, my man, yeah. And congratulations on the new release and the next tour and just being out there and being Felix, man. God bless you, man. You look good. You look well. And uh, you're still smiling. I like that. Bless you. Thank you, my buddy. You too, man. All right. Take care of yourself. All right. All the best. Thanks, Felix. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Taking a Walk podcast. Share this and other episodes with your friends and follow us so you never miss an episode. Taking a Walk is available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there. Way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu.